0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So, okay, mate, if you want to uh, introduce yourself and, and tell us what your business is.
1: Okay, so I'm Andy Furness and I own and operate the Pissy Train Guernsey.
0: Okay, Andy. Um, so how long have you done that for?
1: um i I bought the business off the previous owner in at the end of 2019 sorry end of 2018 correct yeah last year seems to sort of missed us all isn't it um (laughs) yeah i uh i drove it for a season so so the train's been on the island now for this is coming up its fifth year sixth year on the island yeah and um I drove it for a year because it, it, but driving it really fitted around the school day for me, right? Okay, with my kids, both my boys at school, my wife's a teacher, and it really, it really worked. Um, before that, I was doing shift work for Rini or driving trucks and stuff. Yeah. So um, I drove it for the for the summer season, and I'd done quite a lot of tourist work in the past in other places around the world, and. Um, I, I sort of applied for it and got the job and it was, it was great money and it was a good laugh and you're always the, the great thing about the trade is you're always working with happy people that's the best thing about it and uh yeah so i drove it for a year and, and then they offered they offered it um offered it to me in about october 2018 and
0: okay. uh, yeah so when when you started driving it were you still working um full-time elsewhere or part-time elsewhere or did you just sort of dive in and uh, no, well, we moved here
1: in, we, how long we've been here now, this is our fourth year, so we were, we were in the Falkland Islands before that, well, I mean. and before that, and before that um, in Wiltshire, and, and I, I came from West Cornwall, yeah. so we were, um, we, we, we made a conscious decision in 20, oh my goodness, 2014 that we'd had enough of the UK and wanted to move, yeah. and my wife wanted to get back into full-time teaching after the kids came along. And um, so we started looking abroad. Now, we'd lived and worked in Australia before. Um, I was driving trucks, and we were doing all sorts of things. But um, the Falkland Islands came up. My dad's a veteran of the Falklands War, so it was always on my radar to go down there. Okay. And it was a really good package. So so we went down there. She started teaching. And I had all sorts of truck licences and cranes and coach licences and things. So I basically walked into work down there. And tourism is their second biggest Economy earner <laughs> in the Falkland Islands. Yep, everything stops when a cruise ship comes in down there. Very similar to here, sort of similar sort of numbers. Uh,
0: where do no their um, where where do their cruise ships come from? Uh,
1: well, they're mainly on Antarctic cruises. It's big like and Antarctic cruising is a big deal now, and um, so they they sort of start ashore in Argentina, or they come down the Chilean coast and round Cape Horn. Okay, and they do. They do the Falkland Islands and they do Antarctica, South Georgia, that kind of stuff. And, so what, um,
0: what, what did your partner do for work in,
1: uh, and, uh, sorry, Argentina? Uh, so, well, Falkland Islands, we've got to be careful here, mate. Falklands aren't...
0: Yeah, sorry,
1: sorry. We can't say those two things in the same sentence. But yeah, uh, she was a primary school treat. teacher. So, so she, she was a primary school teacher and I wasn't... Initially, I wasn't working. Um, you know, it, we'd made a massive shift, a massive family shift to do that. And it was a huge decision. I'd, I'd had 11 years working in special education in the UK. Yeah. And I'd had enough, you know. And um, before that, I was driving trucks all over Europe. And, um, yeah, so we made this decision to move away and start. Was, not, not so much start again, but just shift what we were doing. And um but I went straight into work down there driving. You know, down there you've got a few skills <laughs> and you're straight into work. And if you can turn up and you don't drink, you're you're laughing. And um of course there's, there's only three thousand people, so anything in the private sector is really well paid. Yeah. Uh, so I went into driving driving coaches and minibuses, running people back and forth to the airport, and and when the cruise ships came in, I was driving coaches on tours and then I started tour guiding and I really got into the tourism thing down there and really enjoyed it so when we came here um, so the story coming here is uh, the, the head on Alderney now was uh, he was well I knew him in the UK when he was working in Swindon and mm-hmm. uh, he was the head of the secondary school in the Falklands he, he went to Alderney and took quite a few of the teachers with him he emailed my wife saying oh there's uh, they're looking for teachers for the pool in Guernsey." And we thought, right, well, let's try it. So um, she applied for Zoom interview. We sent mother-in-law over here to look for a house uh, on strict instructions that it's not to be a, ho- it's not a holiday home. It's we're going to live here because there's a yeah. big difference. And um, yeah, we've been here three, three. This is our fourth year, and I think, it, I think we're going to stay. I mean, golly, I've bought a business, you know. So <laughs> I think by hook or by crook, we're going to do our best to try and stay. It's, so what, um, what,
0: what do you like about the life on Guernsey
1: then? Oh, mate, it's uh, well, it, it's like the Falkland Islands, but with benefits. Uh, you know, you've got supermarkets, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and you've got transport links. I know people complain a lot about transport links here, but yeah. I'll tell you, it's it's wonderful compared to the Falklands. You can go eleven weeks down there without a flight. It's um, so it's. it's uh,
0: is your partner teaching here now? Yeah, my wife's a primary school teacher. Okay, I won't ask what school, but how how does she find it?
1: Uh, she absolutely loves it. Absolutely yeah, loves it. It's yeah, it's um, there's not so much pressure as, as as teaching in the UK, and and coming from an island to another island, you you, you kind of get the, you understands the ethos, you know, you you understand the way that island life is. So, um, yeah, she absolutely she loves every minute. And even even lockdown teaching, I think she, I think she quite enjoys that.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's a shame what's happened at the moment has happened because I mean Guernsey does sort of sell itself when people are here because we we are safe and it is a a small community and uh, it, it, if you can get on with that sort of thing, it, it's a nice place to live. But. <clears throat> Your customer base is it generally other than the last sort of year? Is it generally cruise passengers? Well, um, it, well, I
1: suppose it wasn't really difficult to tell. When I took the business on, and I had, I mean, there's no shortage of, of accountants here to look at figures, is there? So, I had two guys here look at figures, and my friend in the Falklands who runs tourism business look at the figures, um, and we all did my like financial projections of, would the business work without cruise ships? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yes, it will. It will work without cruise ships. Will it work without cruise ships and tourists? You know, no one ever looked at that. Why would you, you know? No, um, um, but, well, I mean, consistently, last year I was 85% down on turnover each month by month, apart from December. Um, yeah. and, and that was... Well, I mean, this time last year I was getting the train ready for its annual test, its roadworthiness check it has to have as a public service vehicle, basically an MOT. And um, I was, you know, after one year in business, I made it, I don't know, just about made it through, Mm. um, invested everything back into it, but I was running out of cash. The the train's 30 years old and it need a lot of work. I can do a lot of that work myself. 30 years old? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's it's done its time. It's um, 1990. It was first registered in France, mm. but um, so it needs quite a bit of work, and um, it's quite complicated underneath. I know it looks just looks like a dolly trolley going around, but it's <laughs> um, it's quite complicated mechanically, and uh, yeah. it's all it's all fiat parts that are discontinued, and they stopped making them years ago. So I'm forever on eBay hunting down parts, but. Um, the engine, it's, it's had, it had a new engine in it. I put a new engine in it last May, May 2019, I put a new motor in. And because um, the thing is, it, it, it diesels just don't rev enough here. There's just not enough that they just don't. You, know, you And so you tend to glaze up the bores and they blow a bit of smoke. I mean, we've all seen those builders vans and I know you're in that kind of trade, yeah. but we've all seen those vans blowing blue smoke and that's that's because they just don't get the use that they need. And... um the yeah, I put a new motor in it, and that was a you know, That was a huge outlay in your first year of trading.
0: Would and I bought um, the business with, 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 sorry, with nothing? On. You know, yeah. I, I
1: bought the business with 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 no money. It's a it's a it's a big uh, like a management buyout deal. So I'm very conscious of the fact that I, I you know, it, I've got to earn like all of us in small business. You've got to earn to pay those bills.
0: Yeah. Would Is would changing to to electric be feasible at all? Well, I've looked into it. I think so.
1: I I want to. Um, As ever, with uh, the bureaucracy is an absolute killer here. And um, there's an awful lot of red tape. Um, I find that the the departments I work with, um, they bend over backwards to work with the legislation for you. You know, they do their best, um,
0: I, but it's I difficult,
1: know. and and I'm not sure. Well, a fine example is getting a charging point on the harbour on the Albert Pier.
0: Yeah,
1: Where, you know, is that would that ever be a feasible thing? I don't know. Um, there are options, but then one of those trains, an electric one, you're looking at three hundred thousand pounds, right? Um, which I which is an awful lot of money to to outlay. Yeah when there's yes. no guarantee of cruise ships. You know? Exactly.
0: So it's not really financially viable. No, but what I have
1: done, you know, it runs on a Euro 6 diesel engine and, and I'm using um, the biofuel from Forest, Forest Road Garage. I'm using the biofuel. I'm doing my absolute best.
0: Yeah, that's a good um, alternative.
1: Yeah, you've got to be careful though because you can damage fuel pumps. So every third fill is, is ordinary diesel. But um, I'm only doing like four miles a day. I mean let's be honest, it doesn't go very far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know it seems I, to be always in the
1: way, but I'm not really.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've inquired in the past with yourself about um sort of booking like an uh, the old uh, the old pub crawls, the uh, the bus parties, but it'd be a, a petty train party, but how safe they'd be, I don't know. But you're you're restricted to St Peterport, aren't you? Yeah, I, I
1: can really. Although, uh, to be fair, you know, and this is the legislation thing. To be fair, last year when I kind of diversified out of just relying on tourism, um, states were were brilliant in allowing. I, I, you know, they allowed me to, to run to the bridge, yeah, and um, and I did some stuff, the park and ride stuff I did, and they were more than more than happy to um, to uh, to accommodate that. So I think. I think we're starting we're starting a process where you know it, we, we can run the train and, and it can be seen that it's not you know I'm not holding up traffic I'm not getting in people's way. Um, yeah. I, I really want to do something on the west Coast. Um, I think it would really work but uh, again, it's you know holding traffic up down the coast road on a summer's afternoon might not be <laughs> such a good idea but yeah I am at the moment I'm kind of restricted to St. Peterport. Um, I did do one pub crawl, but the trouble with pub crawls is, is people get have too much to drink and they're <laughs> sat on the back of that train. There's quite a lot of clearing up for me the following morning. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> the potential, of, well, I won't go on. But um, yeah, so y- you do have to diversify now. We we do have to try and uh, adapt what we're doing because business might, might be changed for a while to come yet, you know. But uh, it's good what you've been doing. I've, I've seen some of the, um, the the food tours you've been doing to the uh, different food restaurants around town. They they look quite good. It's just, like for me and my partner with a three-year-old, it's quite difficult to organise stuff like that. But they, they, I will say they do look good. Um, do, you, do you get much interest in those? Yeah, we sold, uh, I think we did
1: 15, 15 of those last year. I think it was about 400 people. So that, right. the idea of that, when I bought the business, that's where I saw the growth, was in was in evening tours and and excursions and events for, for local people. My mm. friend in the Falkland Islands who runs Falkland Island Tours and Travels, I'll never forget, and it, it came back at me this time last year, she said, always remember the locals, always look after the locals because they will look after you. And I've never forgotten that. And last mm. year, you know, when I really needed it, it was there. But you have to provide the right product. You know, um, and I mean, the, the train is a one-trick pony. Let's be really honest, right? You put people on, you go around, you go somewhere, they get off, you get back on again. Yeah. So everything we do, everything I do is the. It's basically the same. But we add, you know, the, the, the food safaris came about. I was chatting to uh, Charlotte Dixon from Guernsey Herman Oysters, Yep. She runs Ed- Edible Guernsey and organises the food festival. Okay. And in May 2019, we were chatting about, I don't know, doing something, and we came up with this idea where we could stop off at four or five restaurants along the way and, and have a taste of Guernsey. And we put three together in 20, uh, 2019, and they were brilliant. Loads of corporate interest, and we thought, right, next year you know, th- this is the way to go. And, and to be really honest, last year that was my, that was my save, my saver, you know. And what that does is, it you know, we're, we're putting thirty six people into four venues that yeah. they may not have been in before. They may they probably haven't been on the train before, um, and they're having a taste of Guernsey. And places, the venues are putting on their own little uh, little menu, and it's just it was just such a success. And and, and underneath all of that, there's seven businesses. Yeah. Are, are gaining or, you know, are, are doing okay out, out of that one trip. And that's, you know, that's immense, especially last year. And, and this year we're just building on it.
0: When when you do the um, cruise passengers, do you ever get any feedback on, on people wanting to come back to the island on holiday? Do, do you ever see them again? Um, we get a lot. We get quite a lot of returners.
1: um I, the, the train unbelievably has about four and a half thousand followers on Facebook. Most of them <laughs> are abroad, and there's, there are an awful lot of people who who come on cruise ships, especially like the Ventura and the the booze cruises out of Southampton that come here and then La Havre yeah. and then back to Southampton. Um, yes, you no, know, I have I seen anyone again? Oh, probably, but you know, <laughs> yeah, on a, yeah, a, on a cruise day, on, on a cruise day, we we, we can carry up to four hundred people so um yeah. yeah um never had <laughs> never had a complaint about about guernsey people love it they do think the train goes right down the island though they seem to be a little bit a little bit disappointed in that when i say it will take about 3 hours they're like oh, okay but um people love it you know yeah. and, and i think that there's a little bit of a – I know there's a a little bit of backlash against cruise ships and cruise passengers. And I think it's going to be, when it when it comes back, it will be very different. I know that.
0: Yeah, um, I, I know there is. I mean, I, I asked the question purely just, just to find out if um, if you had noticed it. I mean, I've, I've been on, a, me and my partner have been on a few cruises ourselves. And uh, a lot of the places, we, we, we've been on three cruises. One of them, I think, had something like 12 stops. But none of them was set up like us. Like they all had deep water berths. We, we didn't have to tender to any of them. But a lot of them, um, they had like mini markets set up on the, uh, the pier. And I, I think that's something that we lack a little bit. Our, our town seafront, I mean, there's a lot of competing uh, stakeholders in, in town for that space. You've got town workers, you've got customers for town that all want that parking but I'll say so the, the places that we've been, um, they, they set up many markets there, and they they're better than just turning up on a on a pier that, where there's nothing there. We've been in some awful ones as well. We've been in some that are almost like landing on the pier or where the cranes are in St Sampsons, just really industrial places. But um, the ones that we went to with, with the markets and that they make you feel really welcome and something that the states maybe uh, could think more about is having obviously it's probably not the right time to be thinking about that right now but uh do you do you find that the, the states are uh, they they listen to ideas and things like that for yourself um i i'll be really honest i i i think they're missing
1: a trick i think they're really missing out on that i think um you know, okay, 2019, the, the train carried 17,000 cruise passengers right around our harbour and mm-hmm. down the Vallette, which, of course, I can't go down there now because the landslides. Um, so 17,000 people went round. and My tour is basically the harbour and then up to the OGH and back down again. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, so 17,000 people, all with money in their pockets that they want to yeah. spend. The average spend of a cruise passenger is 30 quid. Um, uh, my my sort of surveys that I've done is they come off the ship, they see the train. I mean, I'm in an absolutely perfect place. I couldn't ask for yeah. me a better place. Um, six quid on the train, and then they're going to town, have some lunch they might find somewhere, and they suddenly find out that there's no tax to pay, especially the Brits, and they'll spend a few quid in town, and then they're back on the ship. And But to be fair, so your your um, coach tours are, are taking people out to, say, Guernsey-Pearl. They're going over to the west coast. They are going yeah. to places, so they are they are going and spending money elsewhere and seeing seeing Guernsey at its best. I think, but yeah. you're right. I mean, there's hours on a double cruise ship day, which I don't think will happen again. I don't think we'll get those two ships in on a day because you know at, at, at the debrief meetings that we've had, the tourism debrief, we all say two ships on one day is ridiculous. No one can cope. We're all at capacity with one ship, let alone two. Why jam that many people on? Um, That's is it it down to the
0: states to decide that, or is it the? the, I I mean, I don't know. It's just the scheduling,
1: isn't it? It's the cruise scheduling, and they don't want to turn them away because, as soon as that anchor hits the floor, they're paying, aren't they? So it's yeah. It's I don't know. As soon as the pilot goes aboard, I suppose there's a you know there's a fee, but I I don't really know the sort of maritime aspect of it, but.
0: you know,
1: no, it, Peterport's a small town. You know, let's be honest; it's a small town.
0: It is. I, I was just going to say that, that that's the thing that we've got to be careful with is is how we develop the uh, the town because the cruises we've been on, when we've spoken to people, we found out that people have, have been on cruises to Guernsey, and we've asked them, "How did you find it?" And th- these are English people, and they they see Guernsey as what, like England was, well, in the in the seventies, I suppose. It, I, I don't know. They they say oh, it's like when we were nippers or whatever. But the um, they like the look of our old town. And if if we did anything too much, it might spoil it for them. Yeah, I. But but something.
1: I think as it is, I mean the the seafront development plan you know, it chops and changes by the minute, doesn't it? I know harbors are planning you know, um, stuff. Right? There was a meeting last week. It was marine businesses, so I didn't go, but. next one my friend went he runs a marine engineering business so he went I'll get some feedback from him but um I think we are missing a trick there's a lot of heritage and and it's you know I I grew up in West Cornwall and it reminds me of growing up in Port Leaven it reminds me of living that that life you know, like a pasty for lunch and on the beach and an ice cream and all that stuff exactly that's
0: the sort of things we were being told
1: yeah it's it's here and it's and it happens right now I mean the the um, podcast you did with the guy from uh, Richmond Kiosk, yeah, was br- I, I just thought that was brilliant because the, the 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 kiosks on this island make it. They make it. My mum comes over from the UK, absolutely loves it. Nothing better than going to a kiosk, get, getting some lunch, and then going back later and getting an ice cream. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's wonderful. You just don't get that anywhere else anymore. It's no. just gone. And 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 we have the opportunity to develop the town but also maintain its heritage. I mean, it's easy when you drive past stuff every day and, and you look out and you see the same view. But i tell you, you go down the Valet with a train full of people on a cruise ship day, and their cruise ship's there, you've got Herm in the background, you've got Sark, yeah. you've got the castle. It's it's astonishing. The, the views are wonderful. and It's easy to miss when you live here the whole time, you know?
0: Yeah, well, that, that's the thing they've got to be careful with. Like, I'm not against development... Um, around the harbour, but it, the the architecture—it's got to be done sympathetically to what what was already there. A, lo- a lot of it is that Victorian age. Um, the the architecture should look, it it, it should fit in. in and, yeah, not not just be boxes and glass stuff that will date fast. You know. Yeah, of, yeah, I mean, it, of, if you take a wander down Mill
1: Street, um, I know there's something going on. I walked down the other day. There's some scaffolding up. I think they're doing something, but that could be it could just be an artisan hub you know and it is for you know the chocolate guys down there the old quarters down there there's some there's some great small businesses down there but it could be so much more you know and i think that about the albert pier on a on a cruise ship day why why can't we have small producers with stalls up you know selling you know promoting their stuff my my friend makes um sea glass jewelry it's perfect for that kind of thing you know um I, I did try and rent the old um, Vivier bunkers on the castle emplacement there. Yeah, um, I did. They, they came up as part of the seafront development plan, and my plan was to not only keep the train in it, and it keeps the train then on the pier or de- keeps it in the harbour, and, and it would be really handy because it will will be flat. But um, was to then on cruise ship days open that up um, like they're having the Christmas market in Bath, like pallets, like sheds on pallets. With yeah. people selling their stuff, whether it's the bread guy, the jewelry person, the whoever, you know, and you just put a semicircle of pallet sheds around, and you open it up and we call it the tram shed or whatever, you know and away you go and all of a sudden you've got a little buzz going on. and I just think it could be so much more. but at the end of the day, I've, I've got to try and run this business, you know and last year was just, like I say, 85 percent down. It's made yeah. me look. A, a much more diversification this year. Um, I do a lot of work with Iris and Dora. Uh, it's, Denise at Iris and Dora is just fantastic. So creative, such great ideas. And the train fits in. We've done Harry Potter nights. We've done mm-hmm. um, tapas nights. We've done a comedy beer and comedy night. We've, we've, we've done so much and we're building on that. You know, we're, we're, we're coming up with ideas. We had a meeting two weeks ago. Um, to come up with ideas for this year yeah my plan is because she never sees any cruise ship passengers ever and i thought right i've proven i've shown demonstrated that i can run this business without cruise ships so why can't i have you know on a saturday for example half the amount of trips that i do because i try and bang them out before you know try and do nine tours that's a lot of money um but instead of just banging around town and getting you know on off on off, is take them up to Iris and Dora so they get an experience, yeah. with adding value to it. And I think if a lot more small businesses were conducive to working together, yeah, we would we would all get a lot more out
0: of it. You know? Yeah, it's a shame that you're restricted to town because I, I don't know if it actually happens. But a few years ago, I had the idea. Because we'd been away on the old little Tok Toks and things like that. And I thought that'd be brilliant. If you could organise with all the different um, food producers on the island that you could pop in and they have a little, like a 10-minute tour and a, a little taster of whatever it is that they produce and, and just move on to the next one. You've got a tour there for two or three hours and it, it could be a good little earner and, and a good promoter for the island. But like, obviously... Uh, you're restricted on numbers for the vehicle you're using, or, or like yourself. You're, well, you're...
1: yeah. So, so the train I can carry up to fifty people. Um, I normally hang it around thirty-six to forty. It's a bit more comfortable then, you know, yeah. crammed in. On a cruise, they cram them in, but you know, for, <laughs> for locals, I don't. I like do thirty-six <laughs> at a time. But um, the, um, I, I you know going out to the side of place would have been. Um, was an idea but i just they just wouldn't give me permission to do it but i think you know that if i just keep chipping away and not making not and don't mess up so you know first of all it was running at night time states weren't keen on it running at night so it's got lights you know it's not i'm not an idiot i'm not i'm not trying to have an accident you know um but so with it they're allowed running until nine o'clock so okay great so like last year we pushed it to half past nine so now i can run a bit later into the evening um the park and ride thing um christmas the the christmas um, late night shopping park and ride that was phenomenal now i i just charged a flat rate for that but i I, we had so many people who took advantage of parking at frostard house and then using the train for park and ride i did it for the (laughs) big day out and it's proven that the train is a viable option for park and ride Now, wouldn't it be great if I could run from, say, Foots Lane to town in the morning and then do one home at night, drop everyone off at work? You know what I mean? It's it's options, things we could do, things we could try.
0: I'm just interested in the logistics of that. What route would you take from um, Foots Lane to town? I'd just
1: go straight down Rohe, straight down the Grange.
0: I thought you might have tried to uh, to avoid the hill. I don't know what what, what it's like. No, I'm all
1: right on that hill. It's going up the hill in the wet, but I've put some fancy tyres on the loco. (laughs) <laughs> and um, she she gets up the hill alright. <laughs> she doesn't like the wet. But I put, I put some um, some serious off-road tires on the tractor unit and it d- it's not a problem now.
0: But, so you um, managed to well, turn your year, you managed to turn your year around last year pretty well in the end. Um I don't know about turn it
1: round. survived.
0: Well, you went, you've added went, something new to it?
1: Yes, and and that's and I think that's the future. I think it's yeah, cruise ships is the icing on the cake now whereas before it was the it was the staple it was the reason
0: for it being there yeah Yeah,
1: it was the reason to have it it's a tourist attraction there's no doubt about it but now it's just going to be the icing on the cake if we get any this year well it'd be an absolute bonus but i'm not planning on them coming i'm not no way you know i'm not it's just not worth going okay so in july i might earn so much there's no point planning for that because I had all that in place last year and it just went out the window in one fell swoop. You know, I I was looking at the...
0: I'm just going to ask, on a normal week then, um, how often are you actually working yourself driving? Okay, so um, I drive
1: it myself all the time.
0: Uh, You don't have anyone help you at all? Pardon? You don't have anyone help you at all? Uh,
1: uh, There's a couple of guys I could call... um, 2019 it was my first year so I just I just did it you know I, I just yeah. went in flat out and and um to uh, having driven trucks all over Europe you know doing doing 15 or 9 10 hours driving a day six days a week for years and years it's not a problem for me you know and, mm. and I'm I'm only driving around for half an hour at a time and then it's 20 minutes off so I drove it all the first year of course there's no drivers hours here so you can just do what you want within yeah. reason, but I don't, you know, um, because I'm, you know, it, well, you, you, you can't, you know. I sort of do eleven till three. That's, uh, that's my hours. So it, it, it's not as it's not as tiring as as it would be driving a truck or anything. Plus, no, those reasonable hours. Is that is that seven
0: days a week or?
1: Yeah, it was. It was 2019, seven days a week. Yeah, and on a cruise ship day, I would I push it more. I had a guy driving for me. Did he did a few. Uh, he'd come and chop me out for a couple of hours over lunchtime, um, yeah. but I, I, to be honest with you, there's only one guy that I that that, that I would trust driving it. Right. Um, okay. I, I've had a few guys come round with me, and they they get they, they get scared. It's like, well, everyone gets <laughs> out of your way, mate, and you only do 12 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, it follows you exactly where you go. It's not worry, but um, the, the 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 thing with it is, it's licensed here as a as an omnibus, so. You need to have a class D license, which is a coach or a bus. So yeah. all the all the CT plus guys driving around, well, they've a lot of those guys have got um, automatic licenses, okay. so they can't drive a manual. So there's a, there's only a few people on the island with the manual license. All right, and most of those most of those guys work for the for coach companies. So why would they? You know, but um, I do have one guy who's like, you know, if, if you ever need me, just give me a shout. A couple actually, there's two. Um, but I did employ, last year I had seven staff on and off, a lot of casuals. Um, yeah. I'd, I had one full-time lady and um, a girl at weekends who was brilliant. They were, they were both brilliant. And, um, and then quite a few students. And uh, they loved it. You know, And I don't pay peanuts because I want people to smile all the time. And it's a, on a cruise day, it's a long day and you've got a lot of people that are quite stressed. You know, why they get stressed and fight over seats on the train, I don't know, but they do. And you've just got to smile all the time. And, you know, and, and, um, and I, I say to them, you know, I'd I pay you quite well because I, this is my expectation. It's as simple as that. And, um, you know, you smile, you wave, you, you're polite, you're nice to them. And, and because, because impressions last, we are representing the island. We are the first port of call for someone coming off a ship for somewhere they've never been. So we've got to be... You know the the face of the island, and yeah. um, and and that's well that's another thing I learned in the Falkland Islands, you know. And plus, with that, if they're American, they'll tip you. <laughs> you know, so so. Uh, although, I, to be fair, you know, the first year I did in twenty nineteen when I was driving it, I had one pound, one pound in tips, and really? um, in the Falkland Islands, I learned enough to I had enough tips to fly to the USA for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, if, if you had the chance to ask uh, or to direct the states to do something that would make your uh, business better, easier, what would it be?
1: Uh, have
0: a serious
1: look at the legislation and, and just allow, allow small business to grow. We're not, we are not trying to do people in. You know, None of us are. We're trying yeah. to make a living, we're trying to bring something new and provide a service that we've seen a need for and we just need an open doorway to be allowed to do it. Um, yeah. I think here there is far too much red tape. It's too obstructive. Um, finding somewhere to park the train, oh my God, it's, you know you can't do this, you can't do that. It's like, right, I just want to park it somewhere, you know. I could park it on the pier every night, but it, you know, I'd just get the kids that hang out in the bus terminal climbing all over it. But see, um, you, you know, um, you, I can't. I'm not where I park it at the moment. I'm not allowed to work on it. Which yeah, is
0: ridiculous. From, from my perspective, with regard to our government, it's um, they sort of. It's like survival of the fittest for for small business, as far as they're concerned. That, that's how I see it. Other people may see it differently, but. They they concentrate too much on, maybe not necessarily concentrate too much, but they don't concentrate. They don't put a lot of attention on us, on the smaller business. It, it's all. No, deep,
1: I think because- you're right. I, I went to um, a chamber of commerce lunch, and I've I i do not know. It just seems to be like you know, big fat cat business in there ticking a. Tick in a box. I may be yeah. wrong. I don't know. It's just the impression I got. And see, you know, lot,
0: lots of us. I'm I'm assuming you're the same. Um, you said you were a lorry driver and things like that. I I was a lorry driver. I was a road digger. And that we we've sort of built businesses from either through necessity or, or through having a good idea and actually having the drive to go ahead and do it. A lot a lot of people in these bigger businesses um, they they gained qualifications they've gained experience through a corporate world and they they're well trained like i I wish i had some of the um the opportunity to have some of the training that they've had because my business might be better it's actually something i'm trying to work on at the moment with the uh, gta and economic development is that uh, a a program uh, like an intensive program of essential skills for small business people is put together. This, this, the kind of skills that I'm I'm happy to admit that I'm lacking, that I would like to have, and I, I just don't even know where to start to, to get the training. You know, I can look around online and, and find training guides, free free resources, things like that. But it'd be nice for the States to actually say, okay, look, um, we've had this really crap year. Uh we'll We'll give you this we'll we'll do this for you so a, a, a yeah. program of free training and it 's not a lot it 's investing in the future it's like give a give a man a it's, fish you feed him for a day you teach him how to fish and he... yes
1: yes even if it was even if it was marketing on a zero budget <laughs> or if it was you know um I mean, I I spent years in in working in special in a special school for very naughty boys, and and um, <laughs> you know we did an awful lot of training on body language and communication, and um, even if it's that on how to communicate, you know, because that's quite hard. It is, and it, you know, talking to people so so you don't upset them is quite hard. Now I've got, yeah, I, I know, you, <laughs> I know you you can't see me at the moment, but. You know, what my wife's always telling me is, like, smile, for Christ's sake, stop frowning. And I'm like, well, I'm not. You know, inside, I'm really happy and jolly. I might have my, my dad's upside-down smile, but I am quite a jolly guy. Yeah. It's just there's a lot on my mind, you know. There's a lot on my mind. And and especially on a on a day when I've got 400 Americans on my train, because every one of those is a £5 million lawsuit just waiting to happen, you know. Yeah. So, so you've just got to, you know, just it, communication, it's so sc- I think.
0: Yeah, it's
1: those soft skills some of us lack. Yeah, and it's hard. You know, I'm really, I I don't know about you, but like right right now in lockdown, I've got my two boys. They're both, you know, one's at primary, one's at secondary school. So we've got homeschooling. My wife's teaching from home. Uh, All my tools are locked in my train locomotive, which is locked in a workshop I can't get into because it's gone in for its test. I could do, well, I'm not allowed to go out and work on my train carriages, even though I want to. Um, so, what could I be doing? I could tidy up my blooming office, is what I could do. But I walk in there and just look at it and walk away. I'm so unorganized, it, it hurts. You know, I now have, because I went limited, I made it, I incorporated the business in the end of July. It just seemed like the right thing to do because the accounts would be so easy for 2020, you know. And um, so I've incorporated now and it's made it so much easier having an accountant it's just made it so much easier but i'm but then there's a monthly bill i've got to pay you know (laughs) and here we are back back in lockdown you know but um um, i'm so disorganized you know some like you know bookkeeping basic bookkeeping is is something i need to do yeah i can do that online wouldn't it be great to go and sit somewhere in town with a bunch of other people like yourself and small Mm -hmm. business owners we start networking, we start talking, and all of a sudden, you know, things start
0: happening, don't they? That's how it, that's how it well, works. It, it's another little soft skill that I think, because we haven't come through these uh, large or corporate organisations that we lack, is, is is that networking. Because a lot of the networking um, stuff that I see that's, that's advertised through the digital greenhouse and whatnot, when you, you don't see many... People like myself on there, I mean, we, we just go out and, and do things. But I do think networking would be beneficial for things like that. It's just that we don't really see the value in it. I, I am starting to now, but I still feel uncomfortable because a lot of the people that go there, they're, they're not really the people that, a lot of them are in digital or marketing or, or stuff like that. I know it's all beneficial to me, but it would be nice to have more people there that are in the same sort of boat,
1: you know? Yeah, just just running doing their own show and trying to make a living. and that's yeah. you know, the that, sort of... of, sort of that, yeah, I mean, I, well. I, um, I looked at, at Labour Force when, when I first arrived, but I have absolutely no skills whatsoever in building trade. It's one of the things I've never done. Well, it's I, not. I was looking for. Go on, sorry. And I I was looking for for driving, you know, like agency driving work. Yeah. Um. Of course, when I, when, we, when you first arrive, you, you don't know what the setup is. Down in the Falklands, there was nothing like that. You know, you just word of mouth gets you a job, and, and all of a sudden you're you, you're away. But um, you know, here I I, I went. I drove trucks. For, I drove for Channel Seaways. But yeah. but because my wife was um, and driving Artics here was an experience, isn't it? Flipping
0: that, but um, <laughs> I haven't actually got an Arctic license. I did go to start one. I mean, if you had a, a lorry license over here in pre ninety six, you you automatically got your Arctic license. If you if you got wow. your lorry license after that, you had to take your Arctic your articulated lorry test, which is those big long forty foot trailers that you see. <laughs> yeah, but I well. I'm, yeah. When, when I worked on the electric, I'm used to driving a lorry round with a, a towable compressor on the back, and they're short, and you make a little mistake, you've got to start again, but it's all quick. Yeah. And I thought, well, driving a trailer like that, it must be slightly easier because you, you've got longer time it to is. deal with it. But it it I, is. The, the longer
1: it is, the, the easier it is to, to, to move around. But, um, you know... I, well, I didn't <laughs>
0: find that. I've got to be honest. So I got taken into Porton for a car park, and had to spin round and then reverse, and you make one small mistake, you need to you need to adjust it straight away. You you carry on, that's it. You you got to start all over again. And, yeah, uh, it, it's I, it for me. I went
1: to um, <laughs> I took a I took a container 20, 20 foot container to uh, Guernsey Building Supplies for SeaWays, and I drove in. And I said, "Where do they turn around?" And he went, "Here." I went, You're joking, right? Yes, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, they spin it around in the yard. I was like, "You're kidding me." Like, no, they were rebuilding fucking... a wall later that day. Oh, but but they, you know, I, I, when we worked in Australia, I drove um, three trailer road trains for a bit for an Irish fella out to the iron ore mine, and the test for that was was a drive round the block yeah. um, at the industrial estate, put it, and then take it all apart and put it all together again in the straight line, and off you go. And that, that, that was um that's there they're over 100 feet long with um and um looking at about 80 90 tons and so when i started driving the train he went well it is so you know, 60 feet long and i'm like yeah that's no problem." <laughs> but um I, i'm gonna get a sign made up this year to go on the back that says be you know think about it especially to cyclists and i ride a bicycle i yeah. love riding my bike and i encourage my boys to ride their bicycles well, I'm gonna put a sign on there like think before you try and come up the inside of me, mate, because if I'm turning left, I won't see you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um yeah, it's um I, I do find I do find a lot of people here have kind of like got their mind in neutral when they're driving the Range Rover to shop go shopping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Almost. I shouldn't really say that. <laughs> no. Well I'm I've sort of exhausted the questions that I was going to ask you, uh, Andy. If you've got anything you wanted to add while well, people are listening, um, not really. I, I just think this is such a brilliant idea. I, I just
1: the other night, or well, last night, wasn't it? I, I listened to that to, to your first one. I was just I was astonished, and I thought, wow, this is this is great. And that and that's why I contacted you. But I I think for me, you know, I've throughout all this COVID. 19 stuff you know i i know people have gone out of business the guy on jersey with his train he hasn't run his train at all he did a few free trips just to get some air in the tires you know he hasn't run it and um at some point at some points over during the summer we were the only train in europe running and at christmas we definitely were yeah and that's all down to having and what what i would say to small businesses out there is don't panic just think outside the box Start thinking differently, and it will work. I haven't. I've made no money, but I've survived, and that's and that's all I want to do. You know, this next twelve months as well is survive. Just get enough to keep the business going, and you can do it if you just take a step back and think, what can I do differently? Um,
0: well, just in case anyone's listening to this from outside uh, the Channel Islands, we're in Guernsey, and we were locked down till I can't even remember. It was sometime in May, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we were pretty but- much free of all social distancing, masks, everything, up until uh, this this Saturday, where <laughs> we had four community cases. They didn't know where it had come from, and we've gone instantly back into lockdown, and we're going to be here for a minimum of two weeks. And then after that, they've got to figure out where we're going from there. So all these businesses that were locked down for I don't know, 8 to 13 weeks, whatever it was uh, um, at the beginning of the year and trying to recoup their money and build their, uh, their, their, their money back up, we'll, we're now back to square one. So that's where we are at the moment. So we're and just and it's a
1: small community, you know, it's a small island. There's not that many people. And to, um, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you, you know. You, you, yeah. look, you look after the people that are here. And, and and it's not being greedy you know, no. not trying to get too much that's the I, I think that's the key and you know i think um i think we've been extremely lucky you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be in business i i'd have i don't know what would have happened if we'd have been locked down all the way through if we'd been like the u k <laughs> through the summer i don't know what would have happened um yeah my I... business my my trade didn't start till july really um this year because various things and they, the, the track and trace was just impossible to work for me. So I didn't bother. It, yeah. And, you know, and, and an important thing is not to damage your brand. A good friend of mine here on the island said that to me, maintain your brand. It's be- probably best to park up and go out there and end up making well, a that, mistake. That's
0: what this is part of, hopefully. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up now, mate, because I, I think we've, uh, I don't know. We've been. I haven't really kept time of the how long we've been going for. But uh, thanks for your time, Andy. I'm 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 glad that you you wanted to chat. I'm I'm happy that I've got some more content to put out. And uh, I hope you're well. And I hope we're all back trading again in uh, two or three weeks, hopefully, and uh, everything will be good again.
1: Well, thanks so much, Ross. It's, uh, thanks for getting back to me. And I think what, what you're doing here is, is brilliant. And it's you know it's, it sort of fills me with enthusiasm. So, so take care, mate. We'll, we'll catch up. And there is okay. advertising space free on the train if you want some this year.
0: <laughs> I'll take you up on that for sure. I hope you remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. All right. Nice one. Cheers for that. I'll speak to you later. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to Labour Force Chat and tune in next time. Cheers.